0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode of insight i am your host corey costello and i am thankful that god gave us another opportunity to have his insights based upon today's conversation right off the bat i just want to thank the lord for another opportunity to share his insights with the things that we're going to talk about today and lastly i just want to thank the lord for my amazing wife hey here's a fun fact about us and here's a great fact about us on tomorrow we will be celebrating our 17th wedding anniversary, yay, that is so awesome and I am so thankful, I have to take the time to tell you how awesome my wife is, I couldn't live without her, I couldn't imagine my life without her and I'm very, very thankful to the Lord for her, that's an amazing woman, so guys, I have to let you guys know that, Had have to get that out of my system before we get into today's insight, so guys, we have an amazing conversation today and today we simply want to talk about the end we want to talk about the end when you think about the end uh, really what do you think what comes to your mind and when you think about the end relative to the end of time uh, what do you, what do you what do you think that means and what do you think uh, you know that could turn into well the end is pretty much based upon today's conversation what we're going to talk about from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24. And what you know about the gospel of Matthew chapter 24 is what is called the Olivet Discourse. What that simply means is that on the Mount of Olives, Jesus, he began to help us to know and furthermore tell the disciples what to expect based upon the end. You know, when you think about the end of time, when you think about the times that we're in here in present day, Jesus, he gives a very, very, let's just say vivid and clear description of what that end is. And it starts, you know, pretty much with a conversation of the disciples approaching him based upon a prophecy that he gave them. But the disciples approach Jesus and they really ask him about the end, so to speak. So to get started, when we consider that word the end, there are two words in Matthew 24, that we want to look at which are both called the end and so these two words are going to be distinguished about the things that we're going to talk about now when you think about one word the end when you hear the end (laughs) pretty much the first time in uh the gospel of matthew chapter 24 that first end is described as a word that is called suntelia 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 And what Suntalia is, is an entire end. It's uh, an entire completion, or it's a summation of a dispensation or a divinely appointed age. Suntalia. And so when you think about uh, the, the uh, entire completion is what I'm trying to say, um, this Suntalia is a compound word. You have soon. You have talia soon talia the soon is what's meant as together talia is the verb to end so when you put those two together it's together to end or what ends together and what that simply means and what that simply defines as is that there are multiple parts that comprise of a total end over a span of time so you have multiple parts over a span of time, and that's what's going to make the total end or the entire completion. Suntalia. The next word, a second word hence, that is also described as the end is a word called telos, Tellus, tellus, And what tellus simply means is an end. Tellus is an end. It is the conclusion to an act or a state and it it simply is an end it's not the end it's an end and so one thing that we need to know about this is that when you think about telos and how telos can be used in scripture when you see it relative to these references in the gospel of saint matthew chapter 24 it's the end of a segment or a part or a division you have suntelia on one end you have telos on the other end so Maybe we can probably uh, distinguish them this way. When you think about the two uh, end words, when you think about the two that are the end, one end, telos, points to a final point in time. One end points to a final point in time, which is telos. The other end, suntelia, it is the final point in time. So one points to a final part. The other is the final part uh, when you think about these two words or the two ends so to speak uh telos it describes uh, a point in time it describes a point in time and the other end sutelia it describes the entire period of time so there you begin to see the different uh distinguishing i guess characteristics of one that is the entire completion, the other that is the end of just only one part. Okay, so how about an analogy? Sometimes analogies help me and hopefully they help you all. Um, A good way to distinguish the two is by thinking of, let's just say the visual of a book. So a book is one piece of literature. It's uh, from cover to cover filled with many pages. In the book, the book has one a story, one topic or subject matter that is being talked about. But see, in the book, there are many different chapters. And so a book has many chapters. So the book, more like Suntelia, uh, uh, is the whole, uh, let's just say completion of what that subject is. The says, or the telas between, Or the many different chapters that after each one is ended, then you move on to the next chapter in succession. You kind of get the way that analogy goes. You have the book, you have the chapters, then you have the whole entire time in comparison to, let's just say, individual parts of time that end over time, so to speak. Now, let's just jump into the word of God so that we can put these two words, sutilia, and tell us into perspective in matthew chapter 24 verses 13 through 14 you begin to let's just see all of this roll out and see all of this makes sense we're going to walk through these scriptures and then we're going to see uh again get a good understanding of what is meant again by the end well start with matthew chapter 24 verse number three and here you find these words uh and as he sat upon the mount of olives As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when these things shall be and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world, the end of the world. This end, as you can see, is the end that is known as Suntalia, Suntalia. So in other words, well, first, let me back up a little bit because what we did not start was verse number one. And verse number one led into verse number two, which got us to the start of verse number three. <laughs> and so what Jesus tells them is that these uh, walls and these parts of the temple will be destroyed. So what Jesus, he's is doing is prophesying the next 40 years up the road. And so he's telling them that this temple is going to be destroyed. And so this catches the disciples' attention and then they, they start into verse number three. And so they're looking around and that's why uh, verse number three opens up and it says the disciples came to him uh, privately and they said, well, when shall these things be, these things being what the context of verse number one and two, when Jesus said that the temple and these parts of the temple will be destroyed. So they're like, man, well, when are these things going to happen? But Hey, not only that, here's the main thing. One of the main things that we want to look at, they say, And what shall be the sign, sign of thy coming? What shall be the sign of of your coming and the end of the world, the Suntalia, the total entire completion? When is time on earth going to end? In other words, when is time on earth going to end? Verse number four says, and Jesus answered them and said to them, take heed that no man deceive you. Verse number five. For many shall come in my name saying that I am Christ and shall deceive many. There are going to be many counterfeit Jesus people, or let me say many counterfeit people that will claim that they are the Christ. That's what Jesus said. Because again, remember, the disciples asked him, what are the signs going to be that's going to lead up to the end of all time on earth? What are those signs going to be? Jesus just came in verse number five, uh, first verse number four, and said, don't even be deceived. But then verse number five, many people are going to claim to be Jesus. They're going to claim to be the Christ. Verse number six, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Yet. The telos is not yet. It's not the end of that part of time. It's not the end of that section of time that we're in. It's not the end of that particular division of time. Now, again, keep in mind, (laughs) the Suntalia, the the end of all time on earth, has many different multiple ends in it. So we want to kind of put this in perspective. They're asking when the the end of time of all time on earth is going to be. And Jesus, he's answering progressively their question. So he says um, that you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars and, you know, don't be troubled, for these things must come to pass. But when these things happen, that part of time is not over yet. Now, verse number seven, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places these things are going to happen. Um, verse number eight, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So all of the pestilences, all the different diseases, all of the different illnesses will happen as a proof point that you're getting near to the end of time. Now, Um, you will hear of earthquakes in diverse places. Let me take a little half a second and say that earthquakes can happen in different territories and earthquakes can happen in different ways, as in earthquakes underwater, which is known as tsunamis. And so when earthquakes underwater happen and these tsunami events begin to occur, then that's kind of what could describe an earthquake in a diverse place. If you really kind of want to, you know, drive home to what you may know or what you may have heard. Uh, what about the quaking in a person's life? So that's, that's just another thing to consider the diversity of the shaking and shaking up of different things that can happen. Another thing is famines. And so whether famines be figurative or whether famines are literal, uh, that event or that occurrence is also something that Jesus said will happen. Uh, famines we know is a shortage of food, but famine can also be lack. And these again are things that Jesus said will happen and that Jesus said will happen at this time. Uh, moving right along, uh, in verse number nine, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted is what Jesus says, and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now. Let's just broaden the scope for this. This primarily, as the gospel of St. Matthew, this primarily is to, as well as for the Jews first, and the next after that, for believers. And so those who are believers in Christ, and even definitely those who are Jews, uh, Jesus is prophesying that this. Uh, Affliction is a better umbrella word and a better choice of words for, you know, those people who are afflicted because of Christ's sake, because of the namesake of Christ. And Jesus said that this will happen. Verse number 10, he said, and then shall many be offended and betray others. One another and betray each other is what I want to say, but shall betray one another and shall hate one another. So increase hate, increase hate for others, increase hate for people, groups in our day. And the increase hate towards one another is going to be a sign that we are near the end and near the end of time. Verse number 11 and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Uh, False prophets relative to those in the church, as well as out of the church, those who claim to be believers and those we know who really are not believers, but those who come uh, to try to deceive the people of God. Um, Like Jesus says, many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many people. Verse number 12, and because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold uh, because there's an increase, a gradual increase, an increasing increase of sin. And let's just say the, the, the embracing of it, then you see the love of many. And then furthermore, let's just drive it a little closer. You see the love of God. Becoming lesser and lesser and lesser. Hence, you see it wax cold. When you begin to see these things again, these are all signs that the disciples were asking. And Jesus, he is telling them the signs that's really leading up to the end of time. (laughs) Sutelia, And so here's here's another word. Verse number uh, 13. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. But he that endures to the end, tell us, he who endures, he who holds on and he who goes through these things to the end of all of these signs, he's going to be saved. This saved is not only just a rescue saved, but this sozo in the Greek is really what this word is and what it means is to protect as well as to deliver. So another way that we can reword this, uh, or I don't want to say reword as in change the scriptures. Another way to understand this or to interpret, rather, thank you, Holy Ghost. Another way to interpret is that the person that endures to the end, the person that hangs on through all of these things, they'll be delivered out of, let's just say, the next things to come. And then verse number 14, wrapping it up, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So that's to say that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the telos will happen. Then this part of time ends. When you see all these things happening, and when you see all these signs that Jesus is talking about, you understand that this is a part of time That we're living in now and this is a part of time that you can expect to see these signs but when all these things are happening and as the gospel is being pushed and being preached as well as being pursued then that's when you'll see the end of this side of time this part of time this division of time if I may and this is how we know the things uh, that Jesus is saying to be true, as well as the times that we're living in. So, how do you know when this end or this telos event, according to Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, has happened or even will happen? What should we expect, or rather, what will we be even looking for to prove that this event happened or for proof of this event to be? Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter four, verses 16 through 18, it says it like this. This is what Paul writes. He says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, then we, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. I want to say in the air, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18, comfort one another with with these words. So this is, again, what you see called the rapture event. This is what we know to be called the rapture event. Revelation chapter one, verse number seven, it says, behold, he comes with clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. How can my question is, how can someone pierce the Lord? How can how can the Lord be pierced again after Calvary's cross? How can it be he be pierced uh, after his ascension? Well, it's not a physical pierce or a literal piercing in as much as the heart of God was hurt because those people who see him according to this revelation chapter 1 verse 7 passage are the same ones who rejected him now it is God's will to save and it is God's will like Jesus said I think it's the last verse of Matthew 23 20 uh, and I think it's 23 23 but the last verse of Matthew chapter 23 all Jesus wants to do is he wants to gather his people like little hands. He wants to gather his people. He wants to save his people. He wants to love all of his creation, but everybody don't and will not and won't love Christ back. And so these are, uh, I guess, structural proof points is what I would like to say of what the telos, what the end will be. Jesus said that the gospel is going to be preached to the world as a witness in every nation. And then that part of time is going to happen. We're going to know that that part of time happened because we're going to see the rapture event. Either the dead is going to see it because they're going to rise up first and then go in the air. Or those who are alive and remain equally are going to see it because we'll be alive to see this phenomenon in the air. And those who rejected the Lord during that period of time, so to speak, they'll also see because Revelation chapter one, verse seven said that the, all the kindreds of the earth will wail because of him. Well, the rapture we know is a celebration. And so we wouldn't be wailing and weeping and lamenting. We'd be rejoicing and celebrating because those of us who belong to the Lord know that we're going to heaven to be with him. Just like Paul said, you know, we'll be with the Lord forever. So moving right along, what is going to happen after the rapture or after the rapture event? Now remember, telos is just the end of one part of time. So as in a book with many chapters, after you close one chapter or end one chapter, another chapter begins, right? So what is going to happen after the rapture event? Well, two main things that we need to know are found in Matthew chapter 24 verses 15 and then verses 21 so first matthew chapter 24 verse 15 here jesus says it like this when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by daniel the prophet stand in the holy place whoso readeth let him understand when you see these things, and he goes on to, you know, describe more about, you know, that the rest of that verse or the rest of that subject that he's talking about. Remember, the gospel is going to be preached as uh, a witness to every nation in all the world. And then tell us, then the end of that point in time happens. We know that the end of that point in time happens because we see the rapture event happen after the rapture event, rapture event happens. Then what happens after that? And so Jesus said, uh, when you see the abomination of desolation happen, stand in the holy place henceforth. So the question is, what is the abomination of desolation that Jesus referenced from Daniel chapter nine, verse 27? What is that? I guess the real question is, who is the abomination of desolation? Who is that person? The abomination of desolation is not a thing or a place in as much as it's a person and what the person does. Okay. Um, we come to find out that the abomination of desolation is the antichrist and what he will do is make his own throne in the Jewish temple, which we know as temple mount in Jerusalem today. Okay. Here's some fun facts. (laughs) Second Thessalonians, Chapter 3, uh, excuse me, chapter 2, verses 3b says it like this. The man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Just go to the end part because the next verse is what we want to kind of highlight about this person, the Antichrist, about this abomination of desolation. Chapter number 2 and verse number 4 of 2 Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, let me just say it plain. <laughs> 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, it says like this who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. And that we know is the characteristic as well as uh, the fact about the Antichrist. The Antichrist will go to the Antichrist will try to make the biggest slap in the face to God himself. Because again, remember back in Isaiah's book, the devil challenged God and said that his throne will be higher than God's throne. And then that's when he got deep. (laughs) Then the devil was sent to hell. That's what happened in Isaiah's book. Right? And so as this part of time is happening, The Antichrist is going to go and is going to single-handedly try to force himself, and he is going to force himself into the place where the Jews worship Jehovah. That is the abomination of desolation. Abomination is something that is wicked, something that is hated, something that is evil. Desolation is something that is destroyed. And so we see the destruction of Jewish worship, let's just say physically, to the point where they can't go to their temple and worship Jehovah because the Antichrist is there. That's what the abomination of desolation is. Again, two things that we see that's gonna happen after the first telos event. First, we see the Antichrist come. Next, second, we see the tribulation period. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been, from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. So pretty much what Jesus is saying is this is about to be the worst time on earth ever known in human history. And so this worst time on earth is known as the great tribulation. So what is the tribulation period? Well, the tribulation period is a period of the unfiltered An uninterrupted wrath of God poured out on the earth over the span of seven years. It is both unfiltered, nothing's going to be held back, and it's uninterrupted, which means it's going to be repeated until that seven-year period has completed. And as Jesus mentioned, this would be the worst time on earth and nothing on earth will ever compare to it. So this is how we know what's going to happen after the rapture event happens, after, after the telos event, after the rapture event. When Jesus said the gospel will be, pre- be preached in every nation around the world and then the end will come, well, this is what happens after that end. And Jesus is telling us first the Antichrist is going to show up, verse 15, and then next verse 21, we'll, they will be, let me, let me clarify that, they will be. In the tribulation period for all those who pierced him and then they will wail because of him, them. They have to endure that time. Um, A good idea of what the great tribulation period will be like is by reading the Revelation chapters 6 through 19. And when you begin to understand and see these things, this is where you look at the chronology of the book of Revelation and you can start by Understanding or seeing the introduction of Jesus first, the addressing of the church afterwards, the rapture hence of the church following, and then the judgment on the world. Hence, the wrath poured out after the saints are in heaven. Then you get to the war that's on earth. Then you get the Antichrist and the false prophet thrown in the sea or excuse me, in the lake of fire. Then the millennium and then eternity, and that's the briefest survey that I have ever heard, according to my own words, of the book of Revelation. So I'm saying that to say that if you really wanted to get a good eyeful more than just a handful of minutes of what the tribulation period will be like, then you will definitely find those starting somewhere between chapter six and chapter 19 of the book of Revelation. So with all that being said, Let's look at this video and get a good idea of what the Lord is trying to say relative to the initial passage of Matthew chapter 24 that we just talked about. You guys take a look at this.
1: China plans to give the US a taste of their own medicine by sending warships towards the American coastline, in what would be seen in the White House as an act of war. A leading official in Beijing has warned that China will give the US a taste of its own medicine. This comes amid increasing military tensions between the two superpowers.
0: To that breaking news overnight, a massive 8.2 earthquake shaking the coast of Alaska. Ginger Z is tracking the latest. Hey, Ginger.
1: Michael, that 8.2 magnitude quake happening just off the coast of the Aleutian Islands. I've been there, they're otherworldly, but this was just southwest of Kodiak and Anchorage. There have been some rumbles in those aftershocks, and there will be more of that. But the good news is the tsunami watches and warnings have been canceled. This video from Homer, which is between Kodiak and Anchorage, shows you the lineup of cars. People were saying, I'm out of here. The warnings were flaring through the sirens and people knew they had to get out. We've got more video here from Kodiak where the roads were starting to fill up. People were trying to find a safe place and thankfully they didn't need to. The tsunami only got up to about a quarter of a meter doing in Libya what we've seen them do in Syria and in Iraq, which is take advantage of a volatile, chaotic situation where the government has essentially collapsed, and then instill their own brand of vicious, radical Islam. This 39-minute video that they've put out now is is all about telling Christians how they can live or die under ISIS. What they're saying is you can convert to Islam, you can pay a non-Muslim tax, or you can be killed like these uh, Ethiopian Christians. We don't have confirmation that these Ethiopian Christians, ISIS claims they are. But there are multiple layers to this ISIS message here. They behead a group of 15 of these Christians on the beach in the north of Libya, on the Mediterranean Sea. The other group of 15 are executed by gunshot right on the southern borders of Libya, hundreds of miles away. What ISIS is trying to do here is create the impression that they are spread out across the whole of uh, Libya, that they have control there. They've used the same media organization that ISIS in Iraq and Syria the users trying to imply that they are spread and getting stronger all across the Middle East.
0: After all that, it looks to me that the message that the Holy Spirit is trying to send is that if not all, definitely the majority of all of the signs that Jesus said from Matthew 24 verses 3 through 14 either have happened or definitely are about to happen. Either all of them or the majority of them. And so here's something that'll really cook your noodle. This is something that'll really get you going. These things have not only just happened once, but these have been repeat times that each of these things, if not the majority of them have already happened. And so what we find ourselves is in a culmination of meeting that end, that tell us event, tell us period. That end of this part of time, because they've not only happened once, but they've become repeat, even to present day to some extent. Um, this, again, is something that I want to voice, even since the last episode of Insight, that because of these signs and the repeat confirmation, as well as manifestation of these signs, This lets us know that we're closer to the rapture than we even get credit to. This lets us know that the rapture really, truly is imminent. It can happen at any time. It can happen because it's at hand. It can happen because these things, these prophecies have been fulfilled and or are being fulfilled even right now it's good to see that these things are happening and it's good to see that these things are being fulfilled because it not only not lets us know where we are it lets us know when we are when we are according to time and the time as we know it ending for us here today you know when you are not just i'm an american citizen or yes i am uh you know in this part of the country or whatever like that where you are it lets you know how close To this tell us that you really are so here let me let me try to let the the holy spirit help jesus said in matthew chapter 24 verse 13 he that endures to the end tell us he that endures to the end the same shall be saved so the question now becomes how do you endure to the end how do you hang on how do you go through this how do you endure through to the end. How do you go through these things? Well, first, Jesus, he told us to be watchful. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42a. He just came right out of the gate. He just said be watchful. Be watchful. And what this means is to be watchful of the signs, to be watchful of ourselves, as well as to be watchful for the Lord himself. Be watchful. And then Jesus told us to be ready. Matthew chapter 24 Verse 44a, he just said, just be ready, be ready. And this readiness has to do with how we live our lives in preparation for the Lord's return. What kind of lifestyle do we have? What kind of lifestyle will give God glory? What kind of lifestyle? Here we go. is going to please the Lord. What's pleasing to God? And then furthermore, let's take it up a notch. What's well-pleasing to God? What kind of lifestyle will make God look at you and you and you and you, especially you and even me to say, well done, because he's well pleased. So be ready by the way you live and be looking, be watchful for all of these signs, as well as for, let's just say, the things to come. And then lastly, in Revelation chapter three, verse 11 Jesus told us to hold fast to what we have, hold fast to what you have. And this simply is an exhortation to continue living for Christ no matter what, continue living no matter what. The danger is, is that if we don't hold fast to what we have, we could lose our own crown, same verse, which implies that some might miss him when he comes and if that happens then those people will face the judgment and the wrath of god on the earth which is what we now know as the tribulation period hold fast to what you have so that no man take your crown hold fast to what you have so that you don't forfeit your crown forfeit your own deliverance out of the tribulation to come so guys We hope that there was something said that blessed you today. We hope there was something said that really began to get you understanding how closer you are to very, very potentially seeing the Lord return. Again, these signs that Jesus showed and shared and gave us according to Matthew 24, they have not only happened, but they repeated. And they keep on repeating. Why is God delaying his coming? Well, it could be because the gospel have not reached that very last person. It could be, like I believe in 2 Peter 3, that God wants every man to repent and none to perish all the same. So, you make sure that you are seeking the Lord Jesus Christ with everything you got and nothing less. And God will meet you where you are relative to getting you ready get out of here when he comes. So guys, again, we thank you for joining us for another episode of Insight. My name is Corey Costello. We want to invite you back next week where we will be again host the brand new, brand new to last year's State of the Church series starting the first Friday in October. So Please like, please share, please subscribe, and we can't wait to see you there. We love you guys, and you guys be blessed in Jesus' name. You guys have a good night.